All right, and we're live. We're recording. Welcome to the Kick Flicks podcast. I've been away for a couple of weeks, but we are back. Uh, we are reviewing and talking about your favorite uh, martial arts movies. I am Larry Signs. With me, as usual, uh, as as has been every ep- single episode, is Mike Merkerdahl. Yeah. Are you okay? What was that? And, uh, Wait, I'm curious. Do we not have the intro anymore? Is that not? We do. We do. I just forgot to do it, but we'll do it right after <laughs> I say Jeff. Uh, uh, with me, as always, is also Jeff. I got so my silk boxers on, and I'm ready to go. Uh, you know what that makes you? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Don't say the word. Don't say the word. Don't say the word. A bunch of cigarettes. Don't say the word. A bundle of sticks. A bundle of sticks. I actually have... It has begun. First, we should observe the ancient ritual of traditional pre-fight donut. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? Am I the baddest mofo no down around this town? Shut up! Rick, not hit back. Silly Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. You will all refer to me by the name Betty. I know Kung Fu. Chuck Norris. I said I'm going to trouble. Only a ninja can destroy a ninja. Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? Uh, all right. So, uh, like I, like we were saying, uh, I did it out of order, but you know what? Fuck it, man. We're just this is how That's we roll. Right. How we, roll. Uh, we are free flowing, and we are yeah, we are kick flicks, and this is this might be the most kickiest movie that we've that we've reviewed. We are reviewing 1991's JCVD classic, uh, Kickboxer. Oh, not Kickboxer. The, the- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, yeah, it's it's start yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. start over. Now it's the <laughs> least kicky movie because <laughs> he thought it was Kickboxer. We well, doing. every Van Damme movie is kick. <laughs> Is a kicky movie. Uh, I will say this: every Van Damme is movie is the same kicky movie. <laughs> I do, I do. I the same kick. It's the same move, man. No, it's, man, it's, it's not true. Yeah, yes, it, no. He he's hundred percent. No, you, he does side kicks and he does the kick that's up straight and he does the roundhouse. You guys, yeah. you got to take it away a third, two thirds of his uh, of his repertoire. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> The disrespect in this podcast. Between, I will say this: no respect for double impact from me. We'll start oh. off with a hot take, but no, we got to start with the nor- way we normally start off with. Let yeah. me read: double impact, nineteen ninety one, rated R, clocks in at an hour and fifty minutes. The tagline from IMDb is: Twin brothers are separated when their parents are murdered. But 25 years later, they reunite in order to avenge their parents' death. Yeah. Double impact. Death. 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 Um, well, and th- 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 did you see the other tagline? One packs a punch, one packs a piece. Together they deliver. That where was is that? IMDb. IMDb, man. I don't know we what tag. You read, the, you read the synopsis. You I'm reading the, 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 the main. Yeah. The and you, if you scroll down, we taught you this before. When you scroll down, you read all the taglines. There's a thing that says all... taglines. We, is we... there a shortcut to it? I'm not gonna scroll through this whole thing. I don't, I got I... scroll through the whole thing. It's... <laughs> it's an IMDB page. There's not a lot to this it. This is going great, guys. This is going so great. It's under storyline. This is they what have... happens. This is what happens uh, when, okay. you, 
This is yeah. what happens when you uh, when you take a three week hiatus. This is what happens, guys. They also have feel the impact. <laughs> it's another tagline that. They oh use. wait, oh this was good. Double Van Dam. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> think we got that. I don't know how much they. we had I forgot which movie because this he's done like five movies where he plays a twin. Four. Four. After this twin. one. And after this one. Yes. Yeah, what? That, that, this that was the first. This yeah, was the that first one. Five, that would be five movies. You said no, no, four movies, four movies total. No, four oh, movies okay. total. He did this, then he did Time Cop, he did mm -hmm. Maximum Risk, and mm -hmm. Replicant. Correct. So those are the four so, movies where he's a. Uh, he, he's a played himself here. multiple times, and in one of them, I forgot which one, and one of them, the tagline is Double the Van Dam, Double the Van Damage. Ooh, they, <laughs> that's yeah. a solid one. Yeah, that so I, I forget which, yeah. which which movie it was for, but I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. Uh, chip moves chips to the middle of the table. I'm all in. All Let's in. Now, Mike, I know you like looking at the parents' guide. Did you see the parents' guide for this movie? Because the moment I saw it, I was like, please, Mike, you need to read this. Um, well, this one, the parents' guide, it's first of all, um, the the I want to start off by saying, yeah, first of all, it's, a, it's an R rated movie, so already the parents should know going in that's restricted, it's not for children. All right. right um, it, the the sex and nudity is listed as moderate, and I think it's all contained in that one scene where it's just like a dream sequence. Like I, it's him fantasy. Like it's like a weird cuck holding fantasy. No, it's wait, an wait. Anger, it's an anger hallucination of like what he th believes uh, is happening. Hold on. He, the he created. It's like fully manufactured in his own mind. Yeah, about yes, how, yes. But then it's also dragged on for like yes. 16 minutes. It so, was the longest weird fantasy. The parents guide I'm looking at says sex and nudity severe. <laughs> on no, IMDb. I, no. Sex and nudity severe? No. I'm yeah. I'm the for double impact. I'm looking at it. it says sex and nudity severe, violence and gore severe, profanity severe, alcohol, drugs and smoking mild. Why does mine not say that? Frightening and intense scenes moderate. Uh, I can't see shit. We can't yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. Look, severe. No, mine says it says moderate. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen out of thirty-five found this one near the start of the movie. A woman stretches while wearing very skimpy leotard. An Very sensual and about as close to nudity as you can get. <laughs> a graphic who, sex who scene. That? Who uh, wrote that? Who wrote? Who, who, a how, church goer. I want, I don't yeah, know. I, like who? What Mormon was like? That's yeah. as close to nudity as possible. <laughs> like it's a leotard, lady. You know like, what's, that's, You know what's a as close to nudity is, is more is closer to nudity. But with the but the uh, uh, close to nudity in a rated R movie is nudity. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just nude. Uh, sexual content, comma nudity. About an hour in, Alana Shaw's breasts are shown, and a sex mm -hmm. and a sex scene. That's the only sexual scene. I feel like they're leaving out the entire sexual assault moment. Correct. In that, well, that one is kind of like understood. Is they don't really show it. A woman frisks another woman in a sexual manner, and then oh, asks does. her to frisk her. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's see. Oh, just so you guys are aware, there's multiple hand-to-hand -hand and gun battles throughout the film. Yeah. Um, there's 19 uses of the F word, two uses of mf -er, one use of the P word, P-U-S-S-Y, and one use of we, the other F word. Pussy? We can't even say pussy now? I'm say writing pussy. it how it's written on here. It's oh, okay, self-censored. Okay. So okay. they completely left out the other F word. Yeah. Two, but it only says one use of it. We 
are very clear that there's yeah. three uses three. of the three. f word. Um, f word that's not fuck. Yes, yeah. exactly. Or, fr- or friend. The or f word. <laughs> the f word that we don't feel comfortable saying on the show at all, at yeah. all, or not, at, not, in not, life, really, I don't at, at all, at all. I don't say it at all anymore. I'll just be saying cigarettes from now on. Oh, yeah. at one point, a character drinks to excess, drinking hard liquor directly from the bottle. He, he gets aggressive and violent and later wakes up on a beach. Yeah, he's, he smacks First the shit all, out of the girl. He's, yeah. Yeah, he skipped a lot of he skipped a lot between that. He didn't just drink and then wake up on the beach the next scene there was a lot there was a fight scene in between yeah he gets did mad. they watch this on disney channel like i don't know like- <laughs> someone watched the cable version of yeah. the, the double impact on tbs you know like- i was gonna say tnt but yeah that's the, that's exactly what they oh, did frightening and intense scenes close up of a frog chopped while alive and that yeah. did disturb the fuck out of me it really like, did oh. i was like i remember i remember that scene because again i've seen this movie a thousand times but i remember going like watching it now going like oh shit hey that's a real frog that's uh, not that's not that prop. was a legit a prop. actual frog that they that's chopped in half <laughs> so you you do realize that like this is one of the things I, I learned about this they didn't get any permission to film the movie on the streets they literally all the fight scenes all the action scenes they had a steady cam and just said all right just go if you hit pedestrians you hit them just run through the street and let's do this well like this they, is this this is uh, Hong Kong Right, but this is post Bloodsport Hong Kong. Like this is like they've already shot in this city before, so it feels like it. Well, let's just start with the plot of the movie. It starts with well, you should give your sixty second, like you know, initial. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah. I forgot we we gotta mess up. We gotta stick to our format. Um, so sixty seconds on the clock. Um, this was bad. It was not bad in a way that I enjoyed because, first of all, not because of Van Damme in any way. I struggle with movies where the same person plays, uh, has to fight each other, like in Bruce and Jet Li's The One, because you know it's phony baloney. You know, like that your your brain knows that wait, it's wait. like not even. That's a part of the one that's phony baloney. No, 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 no. But like, like if you like uh, compared to the movie we're gonna do next week. There's a lot less phony balonies in that right. because you don't have to like your brain knows that the actor had to cut and there's a stunt man that that kind of looks like him or not in some cases in this movie where you're just like <laughs> that is obviously not that guy. Um, and then also like the story did feel like super boiler, you know, it was just standard 80s schlock, you know, like it, or, you know, it's just like or 90s, you know like action martial arts whatever and i will say this maybe as a kid i enjoyed the van dams in general like i was less discerning of, about my taste of van dam but i think this one may have slipped through the cracks and i didn't i just didn't think it was good like i was just like it, I, it felt also um I always struggle with Van Damme movies where they have to explain not only how one guy has a French accent, but how two guys now have a French accent. I hate like like I was just like, yeah, okay, he goes to the one French school in Hong Kong and then he goes to the he's like, that's why we raised you in France. Like, why? You what who what do you what reason do you have to give to raise and also there's always a guy named Frank in these movies. And that's way more than a minute, but <laughs> nobody interrupted me. So Jeff? with with me, um, 
I, I actually saw it twice in the last three days because I the first time I watched it, I messaged Neri and I was like, because I hadn't seen this movie in about 17, 18 years. And I remember watching this movie religiously when I was way too young to watch this movie religiously. Um, and I when I rewatched it after 17 years, the first time I told Neri, this is rough. Like, this is this is rough. Like, even for a Van Damme movie, this is rough. And then I watched the documentaries behind the scenes of some of the stuff, and it won me over a little bit. But it redeemed not, it? A little bit. A little bit. Um, and we'll get into some of that stuff later. But And I rewatched it the second time, and I appreciate it more. But I think I'm going to be the middle-of-the-road guy in this, where I don't think – it's not going to be – an amazing score for me, but it's not going to, I legit originally was going to give it like a one and a half when I, when well, I rewatched it after the first time and no spoilies originally, that's not what I'm giving it now. Oh, um, but originally that's what I was going to give. And then after I saw the documentary, so there's, there's some things that I can appreciate like that whole French thing. I didn't catch the first time I watched it where the guy goes, that's why we raised you in France as a throwaway line. I was like, well, Hey, yeah. they put it in there. They took the time to put it in there. Like, you know? Hey, Chad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, my but, name is Shad. It's like he can't even say his own name right. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't hate it, and I do remember some of the reasons why I loved it, especially as a kid seeing the boobies. But um, it, it, yeah, it, it was kind of, it wasn't great for me, and it wasn't as terrible as the first time I watched it uh, this week when I rewatched it the second time. So I'm kind of in the middle of the road right now. Mm. I, well, I go with everything that Mike said. Uh, except the opposite, the reverse, the yeah. opposite <laughs> of everything that Mike said. Uh, I believe I love the fact that this movie actually had a plot. It, it wasn't just like we're fighting for honor or we're fighting like it was it actually had a plot. There was a tunnel. There was money. There was embezzlement. There was, um, uh, you know, finding shit out. There was like, oh, oh, this guy's uh, a clean businessman, and I, like there was a lot of like actual storyline that went with it. Uh, I was uh, having this conversation with Jeff earlier. Uh, at, it's easy to make fun of Van Damme because of his accent. I for one don't get thrown off by the accent. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a bigot, I guess. I don't know what word is that. I'm not. I don't know what Easy, word that is. Buddy. People, yeah, whoa, whoa. Yeah, well, people immediately like there's a thing where I forget the name of it. Uh, again, I said I disclaimer. I don't know if that's the name of it. There's a name for people who are like, oh, you have an I don't accent. know what the word I'm is, stupid. but let me say a really insulting word. Well, <laughs> I'm going mean, to go for big air because I don't know the right. No, one. big air would have been racist. That would have been big air. I, I mean, I went with like, you know, second shelf. I didn't go with top, top you tier. You didn't go top tier. He, insult. Yeah. he didn't cigarette it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think it's, uh, I'm not one to get thrown off by accents. I don't care. It's fine. I appreciated the fact that they give an explanation to, as to why he has an accent. They, they didn't just, I don't need an explanation for that. It's fine. There are people in this country that have thick accents that live here 30 years and, and I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Like I, I don't blink at it. Uh, my parents being one of them I, or two of them. Um, so I don't care. If they give me an explanation, but I do appreciate when they do. And the explanation was a good one. He's like, we raised you in Paris. And if you go to, from what I understand, a lot of Asians travel to Europe all the time. And I don't think if you're running from people who murdered your boss and you have a baby in tow, I don't see it as crazy to think you ran to Paris to raise that kid. I don't think that's a big deal. That's not a big stretch. I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm just saying that every Van Damme movie needs that because like, it's just interesting how he became this action icon. Yeah. And he could do physically, he could do things that other people couldn't. 
Right. And he was but a good-looking dude. He look. There. Look. Judging from certain camera angles and a director's obsession with this guy's butt, he's a good-looking man. He's well-built, structured. You earn. He earned it. You can't. You can't not be a physical no, there's a, man. No, you got the other picture, Neary. I sent you the other picture that's perfect for what Mike just said. Yeah. I, yeah, it's in the corner right there. That's the one. The Bolo Young. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. no but that. that's, the, that's the one I, in the corner. I sent you an, I sent you another email. No, it's not that one. Oh, I, is uh, it the one? It, okay. My because there is a there is a, a point. Wait, wait, I'm still going through my 60 seconks. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were not. <laughs> still going through this. Uh I didn't I thought I was a good story. I thought I had actual plot. I enjoyed the plot. I enjoyed that. And I like I said, it's easy to make fun of uh, Van Damme for his accent or whatever. And it's easy to forget that these guys are actually actors, but I thought he actually acted in this movie. That he was two very separate people, two very separate characters in his movie. He was very one of them was very meek and like I don't know what the fuck is going on. And the other one was very aggressive and very i believe both characters i believe that he was each a different character and i was fine with that i did not i want i was kind of looking for just to like kind of make fun of it for the podcast to look for like oh that's clearly not van damme there that's a body double but i couldn't i couldn't find it i'm like okay that's it i'm not saying it wasn't there it obviously was there's fucking two people it's obviously there but there wasn't one that was that stuck out to me as there wasn't a space balls moment where you go what <laughs> like right, you arrested right. their yeah. doubles. exactly there's no there wasn't a like michael jordan's mom in that fucking commercial there wasn't uh like oh my god this is clearly you never michael seen a michael jordan's jordan commercial mom. Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan oh, yeah. did a commercial with his mom in the '80s, at the peak of his of his airness, and and he was like, "Oh, you get." She was like teaching him how to play basketball, quote unquote, teaching him how to play basketball. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I want, and then she she runs and dunks the ball. But the person that's running, oh, oh, yeah. it, it was fucking. Yeah. Up. It was come on. It was a man. They put a oh, man. Sure like it was comedic. No. It wasn't on purpose. They did that like, oh, that's a commercial. I mean, obviously, I don't think they believe. We're supposed to believe that his that. mom just. Took but off that, but they didn't make. They didn't make. They didn't laugh at it themselves. It was like, oh, thanks, mom. That's how you do it. It's like, what? The fuck is happening? Double impact. Would you but have enjoyed just, this movie had it been a comedy, like a version of this story? For me, it felt there were moments where it felt very much like someone wrote. There's like two separate scripts going on. There's like two separate like vibes. It felt like two separate movies. So the thing is, the movie yeah, itself yeah. was based off of an Alexander Dumas novel, The Corsican yeah. Brothers. Yeah. So they it was based off of that. The, he had walked in, uh, Van Damme had walked into a, an, an agent's office and saw the script for it. And he was like, oh, this sounds like a, like a cool idea. So he sat, he got with Shelton Ledich, who had written Bloodsport and, and Lionheart, and was like, hey, let's put this together. Um, you know, so it is from two different perspectives. I'd like to think that I'm, I can figure out what parts uh, Van Damme put in, like the hand job. The sex scene, <laughs> you know, like I think that was Alexander Dumas. I got to be honest with you. That sounds a lot like Alexander Dumas. <laughs> the movie was originally not supposed to be in Hong Kong. It was supposed to be in in um, Corsica, in Corsica, in Italy, because that's where the original uh, book was from. That then, would have made so much more sense. But they got they got the they got a discount for filming in Hong Kong, and they only got a fifteen million dollar budget for this movie. Oh, okay. um, so they were like, if we can cut corners going over there, let's just go. Let's and guess what? Now it's Hong Kong. 
I don't understand how it, this how the story or this movie would have made more sense in Italy. It, it's the, the language French being because here's the thing. And if you know anything about Hong Kong, you know that it's a it's a British colony. Yes. The, the thing is that it's all about UK British. So for him to have had a French like if he would have had a British accent. Absolutely. There's a million people with British accents in, in the UK, uh, in Hong Kong. I mean, um, geographically speaking, like the fact that that if, if it would have taken place in Italy, it, it, the accent it wouldn't have even been a, an issue you know what i mean it wouldn't even it wasn't been, an issue for me at all no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying that that because i've seen so many van damme things it's always tricky for me to find out like it's hard to it's hard to like just enjoy the story because the whole time i'm like this guy's got like a thick ass accent and then they're going to have to find a way to explain whatever it is, you know? And, and I've seen so many movies where he just has the same accent, the same accent in this movie, when he tries to sound American, it's it like, it pulls me out of it because I know that's not what he sounds like. So like, it, it's my fault for having seen too much Van Damme, having, having then, had so much Van Damme in my life. But then again, you're not supposed, I see, I, and the thing is, I didn't have a problem with his accent. I, I'm just glad that they figured out a way that they realized as writers, hey, these two guys were raised in two different, completely different places. Mm -hmm. We have to figure out ways, even if it's subtle, to say, hey, they're brothers. And that's why they have similar accents. You know, oh, he was raised in a French nunnery. He he was raised in France. Sure, sure. Like he couldn't have come out like you know, oh God, what was the fucking like the Parent Trap, the Parent Trap when Lindsay Lohan is British and right. she's also American, and, and as the other girl is American because they were raised in completely separate places. Like that's that that's the thing is that like language is so specific to where you grew up. You know, like ever like even like when I moved up here to New York and people were like, oh, you sound like you're from Miami. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, because everyone I grew up around is from Miami and talks like they're from Miami. It's not a big deal. It's just something that kept like nagging at me throughout the whole movie. There's other things that I don't that there's other like in terms of like the fighting and all that stuff. There was a lot in this movie where I was like, ah, 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 well, know? It, it that that's one thing that's a kind of a good segue because I was gonna ask you guys because to me some of the fight scenes, I, I, except for like that shadow f fight scene at the end that they did that he did with the, the guy with the boot, I loved that how that looked. The bolo fight, I got mad after watching the documentary because they cut out a bunch of scenes from that fight scene. I was I, like that fight scene was all right, but it, I was like, this is this after they cut out I, like what did they say why? They they just I, the, the studio Time? on the cutting room floor like they did a bunch of edits like there was and there was little like cheesy little throwbacks but it's little subtle things that I me like as somebody that I I kind of pay attention to some of these details like that scene in the when when they when Chad is first meeting Bolo and they like beat him up when and like when Bolo breaks that guy's neck Bolo hits him in the nuts and grabs him in the nuts when he tries to do like one of his spin kicks mm. they cut out a scene where Bolo swings at him he comes down and he does the same exact thing to Bolo kind of like a revenge move to him um callback. I, I I thought the don yeah like a callback that the, they got rid of that I thought that that Donkey Kong kick with the bucket that he's like, no martial artist is going to kick. Yeah, with the barrel. Like, no martial artist is going to, they know what that's going to do to your leg. Yeah. That well, should have snapped I, his leg. Can I, can I say, I liked that because 
he went down like a fucking bag of rocks because he was like, I immediately regret that decision. Right. Like if you would have fucking kicked the barrel and be like, bring on the next one. I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. But the fact that the fact that he kicked it and he immediately was like, ow. <laughs> and then he just fucking nope. fell to the floor and grabbed his hamstring. He's like, yeah, yeah. What do you think is going to happen, Chad? Jesus Christ. But why couldn't he move out of the way? Like Bolo, Bolo, he like literally. He just didn't think about it. Is literally, what I'm saying? literally, like two seconds later, Bolo it runs at him. He dodges him and then he, Bolo just like throws it backwards, literally right over his head. He's like, oh, I have enough time to dodge this now. Also, can we take a moment to just appreciate uh, Bolo Young and his, his, his contribution to uh, martial arts world. cinema. Like, yeah, I like that. It says, yeah, I know that's why I took that picture <laughs> with the scar face and the eye. The there's there's something about a cloudy eyeball that yeah. is always really like, oh, that's a guy I want to pay Look, attention. To. So he's got one cloudy eye. So Ninja Assassin had a dope ass villain, mm. and I think this movie was full of fucking dope ass villains. You got Bolo Young. To a way lesser extent, you have the fucking cowboy boots guy because he was only in like two scenes of the movie. Is that movie. the long hair guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know I like, where the guy I like came that guy. I like him, but I don't know where he came. Like he was, he only showed up at the fucking at the at, at Alex's uh he, place he of business. Around. He was yeah, at yeah, Club yeah. Climax he too. Yeah. yeah, and then and then he and then he fucking. So he, I like the fact that when they when the girl went to the when the girl was looking uh the the female. Fucking, I don't know, uh, molester. I don't know what the, the muscle fuck. lady. The, the, mu- the terrible, the terrible worst part of the movie. Just say the worst part of the she, movie. She, yeah. I, I secret like, uh, uh, no, not the. I, I loved her in the movie because it was just like her being muscle lady, and yeah. that was like the oh, extent her. of her character. Oh, no, I thought yeah, you were talking about the, the blonde. I thought you were talking no. about the blonde. My bad. You think the bad. blonde's the worst part of the movie? Yeah. Yes. Her I mean, acting was horrible. Like compared to everybody else in this movie, yeah, yeah. Which that is a bold acted. statement, my friend. Yeah. And especially this, when he, double impact, the blonde lady is the. the I agree with him. I agree with him. I think <laughs> Van Damme did a really good job acting. I know you don't like Van Damme, and, yeah. his, and you don't believe he's a good. Act. He's a, he think he played two different roles and he, he played it differently. It was fucking. So, I thought it was really good acting, Mike. So this movie was his. He he said it in that amazing interview that I sent you guys the screenshot of, where he had the Playgirl poster behind him. Um, <laughs> what he, a Baller move, by the way. Baller, super baller. Jeff sent us a a, a little clip of um, the like I guess press junket yeah. or some sort of press that yeah. he was doing. He has his own Playgirl like here, uh, like right next to him. So it's in every shot. It's yeah, yeah. Ev- it's yeah, like right fairness, there. One, I agree, that's a baller move, and I think that's why I love the guy. But two, we actually don't know if that was him or his people doing that. That could have been just like. Oh no! It was him. No, it was him because in the interview she points it out to him and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I did the play, girl." It's, you know, uh, oh yeah, fucking baller yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. But, I was gonna say we don't really know. I, I was gonna try to take away credit. I'm like, it's a baller move, but we don't know if it really was him. And oh no, right. you know, okay, good baller move. But, so what? So what he tells her in the interview is that he want he he wanted to be part of the writing process for this movie because this was his coming out of not just being the action guy he wanted to show his range and being an actor by playing the two different roles mm-hmm. by 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 doing that which i i, I agree with neary i mean the acting's not 100 percent fantastic i wouldn't say that but you do see him 
he the is person. playing yes two separate people like you can and, tell that yeah, it's separate. not like it, it's not like oh look we're just gonna have one guy with the hair with the hair, his hair slicked back and it's the same and he could have done that he could have just dialed it in and be like i'm the same i'm different because look at my hair he, he did it he fucking played it very differently one of them is clearly weaker than the other one i like the fact that they set that up even as in the opening shot as babies where the fucking yeah. photographer comes and takes a picture and fucking the baby chad cries like yeah. a bitch and then the fucking dad goes up to baby Alex and goes, yeah, Alex that. doesn't think. What? Opening yeah, scene. Yeah, that was the opening, opening scene. scene. That was the opening scene. scene in the tunnel. They're doing the, the ribbon. The reveal, the reveal, yeah. Right yeah. before the reveal, they take a that. picture of the babies. Their babies are in their carriages. One baby starts crying, and the mom was like, oh, Chad, it's okay. And then fucking the other baby doesn't do anything. Dad rolls up right behind the other baby who doesn't cry and goes, Alex didn't think that was worthy of crying. Like he was just yeah. like, mm. like get the fuck out. Can we speaking of the babies? Can we talk about how there was no car seats in Hong Kong for a diplomat? Like the kids were just sitting in the back seat with the crazy. Brother, this is ninety one. This is ninety one. Ain't, ain't no car seats in, and, in America. And no shoots seats a, in America. He shoots a shotgun blast straight through that windshield, right where fucking one of those kids' heads was. Yeah. Like that yeah, kid should have been full of birdshot. Yeah. <laughs> I love, straight up murdering those kids. I love and, the fact. I love the fact that Bolo and that's that's a great scene, by the way, too. The introduction of Bolo Young was fucking yeah. dope as shit. He, with that suit, with that Indiana Jones and the uh, freaking Raiders, like Raiders of the Lost Ark suit or Temple a, of Doom suit. That was a good. That was a good. I liked all that shit. I liked the whole fucking thing. You know, uh, my favorite part about that whole thing was the CB radios that they had in those luxury vehicles. Yeah, where he's like, take the night <laughs> off. It's like, hey, Frank, no, no, no. hey, Frank. But it's we true, like pre-cell phones or pre-whatever it is that we have, you know, like all of the technology we have now, CB radios were like legit the social media of its time. Right. And ham radios and stuff like that. Like people still do that shit. Like they try to like see how far they can communicate and they'll do like these broadcasts and stuff like that on shortwave radio to like other countries because of the way that the radio waves work. You can reach much farther distances. And with CB radios, that was like uh, like you know you know 10 four good buddy what's your you know what's your 20 all that shit like all of that cb speak that they that truckers use and all stuff was like a social media network back in was, the 60s and 70s and stuff it like was that. just so funny to see like his little ferrari or whatever corvette whatever that was <laughs> just the cb radio like all right i guess i'll drink the night off yeah. but can we agree this movie and the movie we're going to talk about next week both have a common theme of shitty bodyguards because kind Frank, of, yes. Frank, Frank should have been like, Frank I'm was a shitty bodyguard. I think Frank, he was given an order, go fucking home. And he was like, and he goes, nah, I'm going to stay with you. And then he, the, the, his boss insisted. I don't know if that's a shitty bodyguard. Oh, and by the way, he also raised his fucking children after he was killed. Yeah, he wasn't like that. He wasn't like the fucking maid that was like, no, nah, this white kid's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Well, the, look. The, the maid was like, look, I got two hands and there's two kids. <laughs> I'm only taking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pick and choose, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to take the one that's not crying like a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one will so, make it here. <laughs> what's the assumption? So is he... is Okay, so if we're not going to talk about the accents and the French and all that stuff, does Alex speak Chinese? If we're not going to talk about it, you I, I, we already did. I'm, no, I'm no, but like, I, I don't want to like belabor that whole point, right. but, but because I do want to ask the question, does Alex speak Chinese like Cantonese? Yeah, it's pro he probably, I assume I, that he I would did, assume right? he would, he was raised because in, he yeah. owns, and not only that, but he owns a business in which they're playing a game. Well, yeah, where I, I, yeah, I, I believe it. I would say he did. I mean, I don't think he did in the movie, but he. 
he I, how dope would it have been if at some point Van Dam just says one thing in Chinese, yeah. like uh, has a, a, a like couple sentence conversation yeah, yeah. in Chinese. Even Chris I, Tucker did it in freaking Rush Hour. Yeah, <laughs> he said like one, two. He it said doesn't three matter. Words in Chinese. Just, like add some legitimacy, man. I want to <laughs> see them acting chops. I want to see the commitment to de- to the role. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I, I assume that Alex did speak uh, Cantonese, but you're right. We probably should have seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So did you, did you guys, because Mike, you did martial arts, right? Yeah. You, you, yeah. Okay. Like so, I did. All right. Let's put it this way. I did um, strip mall martial arts. Okay. Right. Like they're like, that's the standard, t- like kids, martial arts. And then the, the teenagers who get really into it, martial arts. And then like the people who start, being weird about it martial arts like those are the levels unless you start doing mma which everything kind of goes out the window because nobody right. sticks to the martial art anymore they mix you know you mixed martial arts but like anyone who's like an older person like i remember, I, I look back on it now and i'm like ooh, this is weird <laughs> like, so, it was weird to be calling somebody master like that's fucking weird <laughs> did 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 you ever have any <laughs> that's not weird at all that's tradition in martial arts did, he's did you- a guy from kendall yeah, he's he not lives, oh, so because he lives in Kendo, he can't be a master at, at that, an art form. That was my was soccer coach. <laughs> yeah, that's also the guy who he like also works at Denny's. You know, like oh, yeah. first of all, didn't you call him? It wasn't he Sifu? I uh, he's not yeah, a master. No, that he's was a, no. There's other. I'm, I'm not my Sifu because that just means teacher. Like that's right. that's totally fine. And even Sensei just means teacher. But then there's people like oh, God. We gotta. I can't wait till we get to the foot fist way on here. I hope we get to do it. If that counts, I hope that counts as a martial arts movie because it is 100% a different martial arts movie, but it is totally like that culture of karate people who are like in small town, North Carolina, That's who are Kenny, like, um, I'm master tiger, whatever. And it's like, yeah. no, you're not. You're, no, you aren't not. So the reason I ask you is, did you ever have pastel colored geese like they did at Chad and Frank's dojo? <laughs> I look. I was also not in the martial arts in LA in the eighties, so I Beverly don't know. Hills. I don't know the geese. I've seen like different color geese, but those were definitely like, <laughs> let's jazz it up a little. Bit. Yeah, right. Let's. That was let's definitely. That was definitely. That was definitely like. Hey, let's show that he's in. He's in LA. Yeah. yeah. Like, What's like, more LA than pastel? We need yeah. some pastels. <laughs> so this is this was the most LA. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. So that, while you um, while you look it up, the guy the guy with the ponytail that he fights that that the the jerk guy. Yes. That was Michael Keaton's stunt double in Batman. <laughs> that he. <laughs> wait. Oh wait. Da, 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 there it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I sent you, Bilad, there's the one, award-winning camera work. That's the one I sent here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. For the audio listener, there's, and if you did not watch the the movie before listening to the episode. Shame on you. Very, very prominent camera shots of Van Damme's toned buttocks in the tightest uh-huh. of spandex pants. And they're and all, it, it's just, and he's, but he's straight up like, like, quote unquote massaging these women yes. one of the women on the thing it was you know what i will say that lady who's who the mormon lady who said the bad the things about like uh that it was sexual in nature near nudity there was a moment where i was like i that's yeah no she she there was an orgasm from that lady that was close 
There was a moment where I was like, <laughs> I literally, and this is a for the audio listener, this is a straight up visual gag, but this is the true story. This is, so I'm watching that scene, and then he's opening your legs, and then this is my reaction. This is me watching it. <laughs> uh, 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 Little did you know uh, there would be anti gravity sex later in the movie. Uh, uh, oh my god! Uh, so can, can we run through the plot of the movie yeah. just just so we know? Like, well, hey Hilda, hey. Hilda <laughs> I just yeah. <laughs> clicked this link, and for a split second thought, "Who's the naked fourth square?" And then I realized <laughs> who it was. <laughs> That's a picture of me. To the that, audio yeah. listener, that's a picture of me. Um, um, so we start with the with the um, fl- the flashback or the an introduction of them as babies. The whole like criminal or not criminal, the whole like murder. corporate espionage kind of assassination. Because right. they show the bad guy, they show the main bad guy that the the white guy, the 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 Hong Kong businessman who kind of put the hit out on these people. Who mm-hmm. was in Lethal Weapon, Griffith. Griffith, that's right. And uh, then it fast forwards, and then they show like the two different lifestyles. And then Frank, who failed as a bodyguard, correct? You're a bad bodyguard. Um, (laughs) He failed and then raised one of the kids. But the other one, does it ever talk about like how, like, he was just in an orphanage, like just that's, raised. that's, that's basically it. all all it is that Alex Alex there that's one other thing that I hated about I did not like about the movie is that there wasn't a moment where they weren't fighting where they just had this like, hey, this is what I went through in life. Or right. hey, this is what I went through in life. Yes. Like like that there because they they the the way that they go from zero to a hundred in like Frank's like, oh well by the way, you guys are brothers, here's this. And Alex at first is like, no, fuck you, go back. He even says, Go back to Disneyland. With your outfits. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. And then Chad's like, did you hear what he said? We're brothers. They're no, our parents. He said, he said they killed our parents. Look at our parents. He okay, showed I, a picture. That was if, a, you, a, if you let me finish, yeah, if you yeah. let me finish, I would be able to say it. They killed, they, they killed my parents. They killed our parents. Let's go do it. And Alex is like, all right, fuck it. Let's go then. And it's like, what? <laughs> you just were like telling them to go the fuck home. One he, sentence, and you're like, no, let's go risk my life. And so this, I, is the, this is the this is the only part of the film that I was like, wait, what? Is <laughs> the very next scene after what you're talking about, Jeff? They're selling cars in the middle of the ocean. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck does this have to do with the Mercedes with cigarettes? Yeah, I'm like, what truck. does this have to do with? But I was okay with all of that. If they would have just said one line. We need money. Yes. Like, like that's it. Yeah, yeah, like, right, right. One line. We need money to hire people, like, or to buy or guns. I'm assuming. I'm Isn't, assuming that's what the money was for to buy the guns that they ended up buying the next scene. Is Frank they don't rich? Say that. Well, Frank they, is living Frank in LA. Money. Frank and Chad have money, but then I, I don't know about rich. I mean, maybe Hong Those Kong. These are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> but um. So here you mentioned the cars. One of my mo- favorite scenes in the movie is when they're getting chased by the police, and their thought process is, "Let's drop the cars into the bay, and then blow them up." And that is their the way that they escape. Mind yeah. you, the bay is like five miles yeah. long, and there's just two cars on fire like, that the boat could have just, I'll been just like, go around. Let me just go around here and just keep chasing you. And they were like, <laughs> "Nope, I guess that's it. Look, the cars are on fire." Uh, Do you think the audience for this movie has ever seen a boat before? No. <laughs> then good. Then it makes we're, sense. We got it. <laughs> we, do they know how water works? Nah. 
So we just assume they don't. So yeah, I, I like that scene. I was just very confused as to why that scene was taking place to begin with. If they just missed that, they just that one line is like, "We need money for guns." Cool. All right. Like if it were, it, it could have been anybody saying it. it didn't even need it. It could have been Frank saying it. It's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Chad could have been like, "What the fuck is going on?" And Frank being like, "We need to finance this, man. We're gonna need a lot of a lot of firepower, and he, we need to fight like that." that something. It just give me Chad, something. Chad, Chad also, was just wait. upset because he almost got his his beautiful outfit, which I sent you a picture, Neri, of because can we talk hey, about some of those fits fa- are dope. Fashion icon. Fashion yes. some icon. Of those fits deserve <laughs> to be uh, commemorated. Look at that with the with the folds the in the shoulder, the ruffles yeah, the in the fucking, shoulder. Where's the shoulder? What are we? Are <laughs> you where's the officer? Are you an out. officer that you need stripes? What are you? What are we? Going, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Wait, I do have a question. Also, why didn't Frank tell him you have a twin brother who looks exactly like yeah, you? Yeah. So if someone comes up to you and is like, hey, you're this guy, that's why, you know, like, but he he lets him walk <laughs> into this bar. I get a hand fuck. job. <laughs> I don't, hey, why not? Say a fucking fuck? word. Nobody else uh, gets threatened and they're like, hey, boss, yeah. you, here's your drink. How you like it? And he's like, what the fuck? And Frank's just like, eh? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Hong Kong, right? I, <laughs> hey, what a town. Hong Kong. It's Hong Kong, bro. Hong Kong, Wait, <laughs> but Mike, are you talking about the guy who literally just goes up to him? Hey, by the way, I'm not your fucking uncle. Like, just like nonchalantly. By the way, you. fuck you. I'm not your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and... I was okay with him saying no matter what. I was okay with him saying like, oh, by the way, I'm not your uncle. Right? Like, hey, that's another thing. I'm not your uncle. What I was really surprised with is that Chad immediately stopped calling him uncle. Because yeah. there's been many times where somebody, I, if I call, if I call Mike, if I've been calling Mike Mike for fucking ten years, and then yeah. he goes, "Hey, by the way, I don't like Mike. I like to be called Michael." I'm gonna slip and say "fucking Mike" a few yeah. times before right. I get it right. 100%. Like I'm not gonna, I mean, yeah, I'm not 100%. gonna immediately, you know, if I've been calling somebody uncle for twenty five fucking years. And he goes, I'm not your uncle. I might slip once or twice before I finally get that shit right. Like, Whoops. if he got it right, he, he was like, oh, good. I've been meaning to stop calling you fucking yeah. uncle. Thank God you told he's, me. He's like, finally, shit. <laughs> oh, I've been living with That's why I lost my hair. <laughs> I was so stressed out <laughs> about pretending to be your uncle. That guy uh, was a great actor, too, man. That, uh, oh, yeah. Nice. He's, 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 he's in a he's bunch a, of stuff, right? Yeah, he's Julie, Juliet Lewis's he just, dad. You just said yeah. that because he's old. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like I. He's he was in other Wait, Van Damme things. Ju- Juliet, Juliet Lewis, Lewis from like oh, uh, Juliet uh, Lewis, After Born okay. Killers, and um, what I love about the other thing I loved about this movie is that the the, oh, the barometer. Weird. I've done weird things to the thought of his daughter. That's a weird thing, now. Well, that's yeah. Um, the, the, so the bar, the the barometer for sexiness according to the script is Sean Connery. Because oh, there was yeah. a lot li- that line that was like, "You're handsome, like Sean Connery." <laughs> well, like, Sean me. Connery '91 was still fucking really good looking, bro. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that he got offended. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Well, he was offended. I'm like, "Sir, how, how dare you, dare you? <laughs> sir? You I'm not saying is. you did not do well for yourself, but you can't tell me that you did better than Sean Connery <laughs> in 1991. Are you out of your fucking mind, sir?" Let's be real. <laughs> um, and um, so, okay, I wanted to mention something because we had talked about, I had mentioned the blonde girl and how she was the worst actress in the entire movie. Yes. Give us that I'm, behind the scenes goodness. I'm kind of on board with that. I'm not saying she was an awful actress, but I do agree well, that she was the worst one in the movie. But when I tell you this, you're going to hate it even more. The original actress that actually did a screen test with Van Damme to play that character was Tia Carrera. Because yeah, they wanted, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Tia said no to the sex scene, and well, he was like, 
because that. the thing I'm is that they that. wanted they wanted um an they Asian wanted woman. they wanted uh, Alex to have a, an Asian or, or a Chinese uh, woman as his girlfriend because it made more sense than just having another random. In this case, she's I think she's American. I don't even think she has an accent in in the in the movie. That's how much you know that you remember whether like, yeah. it's just like I don't even know. I just remember her nipple. Insert white That's lady it. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was her first movie. And last, probably. I don't know about that. No, but no, no. no. She, I, think she I only like know that because it said introducing Fulana oh, Natal. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Fulana as white girl with a nipple. And then I go, oh, okay, good. But um, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it was she she. When I see here Tia Carrera, I'm like, she probably could have done a better job at this. Even at young yeah, age, but I, I really don't believe Tia would have done a fucking new scene. A sex scene, like a, that's a heavy sex scene, and and I know it's, at that time that was after fucking that was after Bloodsport and after Kickboxer and after Lionheart. There's no that was in his writer. No, we need to fuck every movie. We need to yeah. fuck like that needs to be a thing. And it's like no way Tia was. I I I, I don't know. I'm just speculating because of her roles that she's done. She doesn't strike me as somebody who does sex scenes. Uh, she she so the blonde did have another movie after this, uh, Cyborg Cop, a made-for-TV movie. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Cyborg Cop, that's yeah. that fun. She was she was on an episode of Drew, Drew Carey Show as woman. Oh. She was on an episode of Diagnosis Murder as, as Claire. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a working actress, man. Good yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. When you said uh cyborg uh cyborg woman a cyborg cop immediately i was like because they saw her in this movie and they're like she acts like a robot she was in the superboy tv show oh that's a good one whoa yeah, yeah. That's, i forgot about that show. yeah oh my god but um it. can we talk about the so she originally mistakes chad for alex and then does right. a, a handy in public which right not public is, in, or in yeah, office, but in, in a office. in a not yeah, I mean, they were in the like, doorway. The it side. wasn't totally yeah, yeah. in the office, but. but it was it was like <laughs> like she spur of the moment was like give me come put your dick in his hand, you know, like that kind of thing, and and then she's and then like he's like oops, which also begs the question: oops. <laughs> what if one of them is is one of them circumcised and the other one not? Like then no, she they would have been able to tell. Yeah, but they would have been out of the, as as babies. They would have like the mom's not gonna do that. The the mom was still alive when that decision is made. They're not gonna. What kind of mom goes? Yeah, let's fuck them up. Uh, let's wait until they're eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any money more? That one circumcise him now, and then the other one will wait for a fucking while for him to. Say, uh, I just grossed myself out with a line that I wanted to say, but it was like, yeah, let's wait until they're fully grown, so there's more meat. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh I know I have a friend of mine who got circumcised as a, a grown adult, like in his twenties, thirties. I know somebody who did that too. Oof, no, thank and, you. and to me, to me, it's like as someone who had that decision made for them when they were young, like part of me is also like, why are we everybody's so why is everybody so cool with fucking chopping dicks yeah. off, like the tips of dicks off? Like it's I, it's weird it's so i thought weird. out before i had kids i thought i was gonna circumcise my son i'm not circumcised but i thought i was gonna circumcise my son and then when i had my son i was like no <laughs> like it wasn't even a, the thought did not go through i was like am i nope i like nope. how this is the where we ended yeah where talk we're about like, double where impact us, double impact okay. led us to <laughs> hey man the circumcision yeah yeah so this is a very personal decision if you want to make nope. it as Right, but then so so she did that. She fucks up. Ah, whatever. Da, da, da. So and then Alex is 
uh, obviously upset at the situation and da da calls him a bunch of sticks. He yeah. calls him a lot of he calls him a bad name, and um, then <laughs> if he really thought he was one of those, why did he fantasize? Why, he, really, why did, he didn't really think that that's this is in the 90s when they were this is pre-woke when they would say that word not as a homosexual slur but more as a you know as a as a insult just to either their masculinity or their or like you're not or you're not using or, the like humanization to correct it's yeah. it was more of a uh you're you're lame right. type of deal but where Cat- again not not defending it but, but he it didn't. was it's just funny because he shouts it out during that fantasy sequence. Yeah, yeah. He shouts it out. Yeah. In the middle of thinking about him fucking his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. And just like the sheer like cognitive dissonance of that is very startling because he also yeah. spits like a cloud of Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 juice. The, the, yeah, it's just it was gross. He drinks um, from the bottle. We've heard that but, from our lifeguards earlier that but, uh, watch out. I'll tell you this, Chad, Chad's Chad's the worst brother out of the two. Um, um, I mean, ooh, that's a good interesting I, take. Because Chad, Chad, the whole rest of the movie, even after he found out, he was still going after that Kool Aid. Like he was still. I don't he, think he was going after it though. I, don't I think he was, he was still used to like girls around him because he does. Clearly, he fucks. Like clearly, right. he's got all these women back home, you know, and there. Like they just had all of these. It was so odd and very weird to see them like just with the Asian prostitutes and the girls in the clubs and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, like I'm just like, ooh, that feels that feels really colonizer colonizery. That feels so weird. Nope. It nope. did not. It felt very yucky. Yeah. And uh, and then to like for him to be like, Alex, you're that yeah, that's your fiance. Fine, whatever. There's there's so many other women in this movie. There's there's like so many other opportunities. Why are you so worried about this guy going after your one your 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 fiance? And also like they were in the middle of life and death situations, and also like that's your priority. It's like yeah, whatever, man. They want to kill us. <laughs> we got to take down our, we got to avenge our parents' murderer. Yeah, fuck whoever you want. We'll figure it out later. You know? <laughs> He's like, we're, if if this goes right, we're going to get all the money from the tunnel. We'll buy plenty of other women. Like, it's yeah. fine. It's we fine. So fine. Many women by, the way, by the way, we're in a country where prostitution is fucking rampant. Yeah. It's fine. We could afford other women. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm We're just good. thinking about the the invincible meme where think it through, Mar. Think it through. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, think about because <laughs> it's now, just like one step further. It would have been fine, and it didn't really derail anything, right? He was just no. through a little fit, and then they're like, they, no. they fought. I, I think no, it was fought. meant to be they, like they fought each other, and then I think him waking up on the beach and then seeing these guys like raiding it. I think right. that was like the wake their version of the wake up call of like, oh, but it, this is my brother because right afterwards that's when they work together they do that whole thing on the boat which oh, is a callback right. to the to Naked Van Dam and on the lower half of our screen which is the last shot of the movie because Alex does that to him right before he stabs the dude in the chest with yeah. the knife when they're getting on the thing. Um, let me because I know we're we're getting close to the end here. I want to tell you guys a cut scene from the end of the movie. Which I wish they would have kept in the movie. Mm. Instead of ending it with that amazing screen, that fr- freeze frame, the ending original one of the original endings of the movie was that Alex, I'm sorry, not Alex, Chad and Frank are back on a plane heading back to L.A. and they're sitting and they're talking and Frank's got like and there's, they filmed it. There's there and Frank I saw I saw a video of it. Frank's got the uh, neck brace on 
mm-hmm. and they they the stewardess goes, "Hey, can I get you guys anything?" And when they look up, it's the twin of Alex's girlfriend. What? <laughs> yeah. So she's a twin also. What? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm glad I did not use that. And they, no, both, and they both look at each other, and then that's how the movie ends. Like, what? huh? <laughs> <laughs> then, then it's like then it's then no. the, like double impact two is about the cloning facility where all of these people well, are it's made. Called triple impact sure there was gonna be a double impact two neary okay. neary asked me about this and i looked it up so they did write a, a 25 page uh um i don't i forgot what the term the the, the treatment the term. Treatment. Thank you. Um, say it was it was Sheldon Ledich again. He wrote it, and the premise was going to be that Alex or or the twin from Hong Kong was going to come to L.A. because the twin in L.A. is a con man, and he he messed up and got involved with some mob guys and messed them up. So they're going after him. So he comes over here to help him out. And Dolph Lundgren was supposed to be the mob guy or one of the hitmen that the mob guy. But the problem is, is that. MGM still owned the majority of the rights to Double Impact, and they wanted a ton of money from because since the the movie the movie made I, I mentioned earlier it had a 15 million budget it made 30 million uh, worldwide, so and it doubled its money so in all terms it's a it's it was a success, um, and they were like well this made a bunch of money so we want a ton of money to give you the rights to be able to do this. And they weren't willing to to do it because this was as recent as Expendables two. He mentioned this in Expendables two that they were actively working on a script. A double impact sequel in yeah. Expendables two. Van no. Damme. Van during, Damme during, during his right. press. I mean, during like like recent. Like, yeah, yeah. During press, he mentioned it in one of the interviews Jesus. and said, "Yeah, we're working on Double Impact two. We're just trying to figure out some logistics on it." But mm. it never happened because MGM was wanting Yet. too much money for the rights. Right, the right. Fuck, yeah. Man. Come on, man. Think positive. And Jesus. Do you know? Do you know why they called it Double Impact? Because there's two of them. And Van Dam. Nope. Has nothing to do with that. That was the name. That was the name that Van Dam gave for. If you've noticed in all his movies, when he punches somebody or kicks somebody, that it does that double shot of you seeing the person get hit like multiple times uh-huh. by the kick or by the punch. He refers to that as double impact, and he would do that in all his editing for his movies. And they were like, "Hey, that's a good name for this. Let's just call it Double Impact." So it had nothing to do with the twins. This movie about twins, <laughs> right? Had nothing to that do with like- not- Twins that fight. That fight. We are twins that fight. That make right. impact with fists, feet, or bullets. Right. Sometimes at the same time, doubly. <clears throat> Has nothing to do. I. Uh, this is like when somebody goes to me, "Hey, what does the G on the Green Bay Packers helmet stand for?" And they and everybody goes Green Bay, and they go, "No, it stands for greatness." And you go, <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> "Right. Oh, okay." okay. Okay, yeah. and because the guy who designed the helmet says that the G stood for greatness, I'm like, the G in the Green Bay Packers helmet stands. Okay, okay, right. yeah. This so, is like when, when when what's that fucking what's that um the anime cat that's very popular that fucking Garfield? Kitten? No, like the kitten, the fucking white. <laughs> <laughs> Garfield, the white I cat. See Garfield lived. anime so bad right now. Hello Kitty. Hello, Hello Kitty. The creator of Hello Kitty <laughs> said that Hello Kitty that because Hello Kitty has a name. The, the um whatever the fucking character's name is. The creator of Hello Kitty said that some whatever the fucking cat's name. Enrio. 
yeah, Sanrio is not a cat. And you it's go, a little girl. That's what he said. That it's a little girl. It's not a cat. I'm like, bitch. The name is Hello Kitty. Yeah, it looks like a cat. It has whiskers. Get the fuck out! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, what man. Of, what kind of mutated child has those ears? Double impact that? is not <laughs> nothing to do about twins. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know why? You know why the movie? You know why the Van Damme movie with him and Dennis Rodman is called Double Team? Nothing to do with the fact that he teams up. No, it's because he's a basketball player, and so oh. he's playing defense. I thought you were going to go. I thought, I thought you were going to go with they were in Hong Kong one night at one of these brothels. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Dennis Rodman refers to his the double impact of. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. So but, rot, Rotten Tomato score. Oh, right. We always do it. Yeah. Um, Thirty-five percent from critics. 42% from audience, which I told Neri, I, I went on Rotten Tomatoes and I looked up Van Damme's filmography. Um, I, and Interesting. This is about an average for all of his movies. Interesting. All of his movies range between 30s for critics and 40s for audience, with the exception of certain movies like Kung Fu Panda 2, where he has two lines in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. got a 92%. I told Neri, um, Kickboxer, re- was it Retribution, Retaliation? Retaliation. Hot garbage! Which Neri says is awful, has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? <laughs> yeah, that movie is the absolute... Like it, That movie is... So, and it's not Van Damme's fault, because he's barely in that movie. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so they made, in 2016, they made a... a, a um, sequel to the original kickboxer from the 80s and then uh, in 2018 they made another sequel and one of them was garbage and the other one is uh, well one of them is hot hot burning garbage and the other one is diarrhea mm. and mm. they're saying that the one that's diarrhea is rated higher and i'm like there's i don't I, as a van damme fan you've heard me on this podcast defend now two different uh fucking van damme movies vehemently and i'm telling you Kickboxer Retaliation is hot garbage, and that's his highest rated movie under his his Rotten is Tomatoes. It, it's higher than JCVD. That's just yeah. a curiosity. I'll, I'll tell you JCVD right now, it's legitimately a great JC, movie. JCVD's legit good. JCVD is eighty four percent by critics, seventy four percent by audiences. No, okay. yeah. So yep. that's is that is that not higher than than Kickboxer Retaliation is ninety two percent from critics, eighty. But how many? How I need to know how many votes. Wow. That, that was like done by Van Dam and his publicist. Like I, I I don't understand how that I, movie. I'll tell you. Let me. Like, does it tell you how many? I don't even know if it tells you how many people. I don't even know. Thirteen reviews for critics, five hundred plus reviews by audience. <sighs> wow, that's that's shocking. Well, so. Yeah. Um, so what do we rate this uh, movie? <laughs> double impact. How many double impacts do you rate this? <laughs> uh, I rate this two shipping containers squashing old white men out of five. Um, oh, that shipping container scene that had no fucking. Yeah. There was, he was going to jump in the water anyway. Nothing. There was nothing that was going to hurt him. Yeah, he could have. Just, he literally right. could have just right. jumped in the water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So so for me, like I. I kind of like my thing is the fight choreography, right? Like I just want a martial arts movie to look good in terms of like the fighting, at least like at least give me some good action sequences and fighting and all that stuff, which I will say is hard to do when I feel like the phony baloney, like you can feel it because it's, it's a guy, an actor fighting cut himself 
cut, you know, like they already we, they already had one fight against each other. No, no, no. I know. I, that, but that was like the whole that you know, just like the whole premise always kind of pulls me out of it a little bit, especially when they're like they're supposed to be fighting and 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 the well, look. Aside from that, the fight choreography in this movie is van damme you know like it is and and it was a a lot of weird slow motion timing like the timing of slow motion was so fucking weird in this movie where like all of a sudden it's like a million other options that could have been better for slow motion and then they get like no like some guy just like leaning over or him breaking the glass alex breaking the glass after yeah drank it in the club you could tell you could tell like someone it was like when someone gets like uh hey we got this new slow motion camera let's test it out and then they're like well now we're going to use it in every scene you know yeah. at least once in every fucking scene and then and then also you know like the fight choreography the action sequences i love the boat stuff i love the island thing i loved all of the kind of like industrial thing the torture rescuing all i liked all of that plot line but the fight choreography is just like very dated like very like there's so many ways to do it better now and that then there were so many better ways to do it then and it was just it just felt like hacky but it wasn't necessarily the worst movie that we've seen on this mountain (laughs) oh that we've seen in this podcast Jeff. All right. Um, so I um, originally it was going to be a one and a half. Um, after watching the documentary and rewatching a little bit, I'm going to go up to two point five. Uh, uh, silk boxer hand jobs. Silk boxer um, out of five. Um, I'll say. I, I'll, I'll tell you what he said to her. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, a lot of what Mike said. Um, I there was there were certain choices and fights. The problem is, is you. One of one of the things that that got me, especially with the Bolo fight, is I've already seen what that fight could be in in Bloodsport. Yeah, and that fight that I got in this was a shadow of what I saw in Bloodsport. And Bloodsport, at least, it was in a uh, kind of, of official setting. And this one, it they when Bolo starts it off, it's a street fight. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fucking good. And I was kind of meh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't like some of the character of them, like with the, the Miss Olympia. I thought it was going to be a way more important, bigger fight with him, her at the end with the brothers because they built her up to be this like. Amazon. I wanted her to be such a badass. Yeah. I wanted so I, much I violence from her. I think it's very difficult to show men beating up women. They didn't have a problem with it here. <laughs> no, they didn't really hit her. He hands the shit out of that he girl. No, no, they didn't really like. If if a woman is coming at you with you know with intent to fucking hurt you really bad, right? Like this lady is clearly I'm the I'm the I'm in the bad team. I'm a villain, whatever. Like if it was a man coming up, like look at every other man in this fucking like they were they showed that fucking dude with the cowboy boots. They showed him ge- being fucking punched to death. Yeah, and they didn't show that to her for her no, because no. it's very difficult to be like. Uh, let's show more violence towards me. Like you can't no, cheer no, no. on a dude beating a woman. You can't cheer. I that wanted to out. see her kicking ass. Right. Yeah. I don't want to see them beating her up. No. I wanted to see her be almost unbeatable, and then t- through some weird confluence of things that she gets like distracted, and then like like the girl does something. The something. girl that's the tied girl. up, like wraps wraps around her legs and it's like revenge for the something. sexual assault, and all right. of a sudden like throws the rope down. She trips and falls and lands off of, like 100%. she falls off the thing because then at the, well, whatever. But I still wanted to see more of her. Yeah, the problem, the problem with 
I think that would have been a good idea. The problem is that I don't think that that actress could have carried that. <laughs> Tia Carrera could have done it. We've yeah, seen her fight in it. a limousine. Um, but okay, anyway. but you have that fight. If you if right. you get Tia Carrera, you get a great fight where a great chick fight. But you don't get the sex scene. Which one are you taking, Jeff? Which right. one are you taking? Yeah, and that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, it's Tia Carrera though. Um, but. She in Playboy. 1991, she did Playboy. Playboy. Yeah. She would have done it. Um, she did a sex that, scene with Mike Myers in fucking Wayne's World. That wasn't a real sex scene. That wasn't but, this. This was fucking porn, Mike. You, yeah, you, yeah. You, he actually on, had man. sex with her. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm there's like, no way he did not put it inside of her. But um, I I did think that I I did think that the story was great up until halfway when they said we're not going to talk about story anymore and just do action sequences for the last 40 minutes of the movie. Um, yeah, every action movie on Earth. But they still had some kind of in Commando. He's still going after his fucking daughter. His daughter's still a player in the thing. And this one, it was just like, all right. Yeah, now but in Commando, once once he got his daughter, he could have just left. But he was like, nah, I gotta yeah, finish this shit. Would you leave? Would you leave, Neri? <laughs> no, I leave. exactly. I, mean, I don't exactly. think I would have gotten there. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I would have made it. I would have made it past that fucking jumping off the fucking plane. I would have made it past that part. I'm like, all right, there was that. I guess my daughter I, did because I died. I, I do think it was a fun movie. I, I there's a lot of people that say that this is like the third best Van Damme movie. I don't agree with that. Um, but I, I, there was enough in there, and also reading a little bit more and and hearing about him, why he did this movie, what he like, it gave me a little bit more to appreciate. That's why I watched it a second time after I watched the documentary that he did and that those interviews that he did. Um, but I can't, I can't give it more than a two and a half. Cause I, there's m a bunch of Van Damme movies in my head that I know are fours and fives that don't hold a candle to this. So that's why I'm giving it a two and a half. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm giving it a 15 out of 15. Uh, no, I'm giving it a five. Uh, okie dokes. Uh, five. Okay, man. Freeze frames uh, out of five. I lo I absolutely love this movie. I thought it had a great plot. I was enjoying it. I, the phony baloney did not bother me because I'm fully aware that I'm watching a movie. Uh, I'm okay. fine. It didn't take me out of it. I don't. There's there's there has not been. I don't remember the last time that something took me out of a movie because I'm already aware that I'm watching a movie. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I say that knowing now thinking about the one when I watched the one, I was like, Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like I was the, I yelled that at the screen. I was like, get the f oh, fuck off. Uh no, not the one. Which is the Jet Li movie where he kills his partner and, and like he ends up being the bad guy where he did some reconstruction surgery to his face. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot. All right. I want to see that one. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's really bad. It's him and I Jason do. Statham. It's him and Jason Statham, oh. and it's so fucking bad, Mike. It's so fucking bad. What's that one? I, yeah. I have a, Oh, my. No, but wasn't the one with Jason Statham? Wasn't Jason no, Statham no. the one? No, Jason no. Statham's in the one. But and we'll talk Del about. Delroy Lindo is in the one. Well, oh, I love Delroy Lindo. Jesus Christ. Delroy Lindo's going to be in the new Blade movie. I, I'm so excited. Yeah. He's great. Um, Blade's grandfather. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, war. War. There you go. War. <laughs> Bro, that that took me out. That took me out. I was like, "Oh, fuck you!" That's an insult to your audience. Fuck you. Higher, um, higher rating than the one. But all right, we'll continue. I don't yeah. think the one is great. <laughs> I don't think the one is great. I got to be honest with you. I'm not. That's a big why I'm telling you, the war yeah. has a higher rating than the one. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So going back to uh, double impact, I would say 
I love I love this movie. I I think he did real acting. I think he did. I think the plot was good. I think the, the action was good. I enjoy the fact that even their actions are their type of actions, their preferred actions are different than each other. Where Chad, where Alex is more about guns, he goes gun first and then hand to hand. Chad is the other way around. Not that not that either one of them don't do the opposite. They do. Both of them do, but I love that fact. Um, I was very impressed with how he was able to make it seem as if Alex was somehow more built and cut than Chad. It was the, tank, it was the, the tank top and the slicked hair. Because they're the same guy. <laughs> hair, man. I, went, I did that slicked hair for a long time thinking it made me look tough. He uh, even he said in that interview, he goes, she goes, did you did you put wigs? He goes, no, 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 no. I just put gel and I slicked the hair back like, like in uh, Lionheart. And I was like, two different people. He's like, those are the characters, gelled hair and not gelled hair. Yeah, yeah. What were the characters' names? Gelled hair and not gelled hair. Yeah. Impact one, impact two. (laughs) Yeah. Single impact and then double impact. Uh, Yeah, I I very much enjoyed this movie. I will say that out of the 80s, 90s Van Damme movies, I I think that this is the third best Van Damme movie. It, lo- it drops off once you start getting into JCVD because that's by far a fucking excellent movie. So it just everything else goes down. But I think I'm having a hard time. I know. Um, uh, Number take- one, Street Fighter. Number Blood two, Bloodsport. I will say this: Blood top of my head is Bloodsport. We're not. Even, I'm not even including Time Cop because Time Cop was after the, that time frame. But in that time frame, I will go Kickboxer. I will go Bloodsport, Kickboxer, and then Double Impact. In, if if uh, oh Lionheart, mm, goddamn! All right, yeah. you know what? Let's not go the, the quest was there too. And no, check out Mount Geekmore on the Geek Bro <laughs> Podcast Network. Oh, Sudden Death was ninety five. I love that movie when he gets the mascot and puts him in the fucking. Grinder. Oh, the no, the mullet. The mullet is the star of that movie. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Um, God, I hope it's next. Uh, all right, hard target. We got to spin. spin. Five, five. Um, yeah. So I yeah. give it five. Okay, five free. Universal frames, Soldier five. was in ninety two. I'm 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 just oh, letting yeah, you know there's a bunch Universal of soldier. yeah yeah Universal uh, Soldier I'll put uh, uh, uh Cyborg and Death Warrant are not great movies uh this is coming from a fucking Van Damme fan and I don't think those are well, great well Cyborg Cyborg was his last Canon movie because yeah. he had a three picture deal with Canon Films that is correct and Cyborg yeah. was the last one I loved yeah. him in Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear the story if of why? Did you ever hear the story of why he got fired? There's a the story goes that he wanted he kept pestering the producers to have the predator do more kickboxing. <laughs> it's like I can't throw kick, I can't throw kick. And they it were like, You're just a monster, it. you're just a monster, you're just a monster. And he wasn't Van Damme yet, so they were like, You're just a monster, you're just a monster. Hey, you know, I can't kick. throw kick, I can, I'm very flexible. Near, are we counting cameos? Because he was in breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, 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 <laughs> so what's uh, so the wheel? Uh, I think we, we gotta go. Yeah, the, we gotta oh, go okay. to the wheel for the next episode. Next episode. Uh, just chill to the next episode. Where is this shit? Ding, 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 ding. Oh my god, he actually did. He was he voiced Count Dracula in Robot Chicken. I buy it. Yeah, I'd buy that. I'd watch that movie. Him as ah, I'm going to suck blood. Uh, <laughs> Let's have this anti-gravity sex scene. Yeah, <laughs> I will spin kick and then the head pop off and drink the blood. All right. Um, 
just to let you guys know that uh, we are, if you want to add any movies to the list, uh, to the wheel, make sure to email us at kickflixpod at gmail.com. That's kickflixpod at gmail.com. Uh, and let's go ahead and spin the wheel to see what we're going to watch. Uh, please give me one of mine. I, I was going to say, I hope Mike gets one this time. <laughs> Come on, no! Yes. American Ninja! No! Yes! American Ninja! American Ninja! <laughs> Mike, poor Mike. Oh, poor Mike. I mean, I like uh, American Ninja, man. I remember the Michael Dudikoff shit. So. Yeah, man. We just wished them happy birthday on... Uh, on <laughs> we got to do more ninja hand signs for yeah. American Ninja. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. This wheel loves a fucking ninja, not for nothing. Yeah, it's for been real. A lot of ninja movies. <laughs> we need to subcategorize it. Let's can you put, the Can you put ninja in parentheses after all my picks? Because then maybe <laughs> I'll finally get one chosen. Dirty ho ninja. <laughs> this footway ninja. <laughs> oh, wa- hey, let's do it. All right, man. Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, we were we were a bit rusty this episode. Uh, myself and abs- myself, starting with myself, I was really <laughs> fucking rusty. You're still rusty. Uh, <laughs> a lot. I was yeah. I was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but make sure you guys check us out. Thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you check us out on all the uh, listening outlets and go to geekbro.com to check out the other podcasts on the Geekbro network that include, but are not limited to the better. Let me tell you the what's up, bro. Um, Cramacopia, uh, Shiver, and the What's Up Bro podcast. So make sure you check that out. Uh, oh, and um, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. Um, so make sure you guys uh, check that out. Very appreciative. Um, and that's how kicking is done. Oh, yeah. Kick flicks. Kick flicks. Yeah. Kick flicks. Like Netflix, but. <laughs>